Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 2 Timothy. Today is episode 697, and we're looking at 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. Let's read the passage. I thank God, whom I serve with a clear conscience as my ancestors did, when I constantly remember you in my prayers day and night, remembering your tears. I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I recall your sincere faith that first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and now I am convinced is in you also. This is Paul's letter to Timothy. His second letter to Timothy, Paul is in prison in Rome. And this is different than the imprisonment that we saw at the end of the book of Acts where he was under house arrest. Here he is a criminal and he expects to be executed. And according to tradition, that's exactly what did happen. And so he's sending this letter now to Timothy, and he wants to see Timothy, but I think he knows that he might not. And in that case, this is Paul's last communication with Timothy. And so there's a dual purpose here. It's to encourage Timothy in the ministry, also to give Timothy some added weight as he deals with the people in Ephesus because they have great respect for Paul. Most of them, there's still some opponents, as with 1 Timothy, he expects will be read before the church. Verses 3 through 5 is one long sentence in the original Greek and is a difficult sentence to translate because some of the grammatical rules of English don't apply in Greek. So you see remembrance as a theme here. In verse 3, he says, I constantly remember you in my prayers. And in verse 4, he says, remembering your tears. And in verse 5, I recall your sincere faith. So remembrance is, is a key here. He's just thinking of things that he remembers that are important. But the actual guts of the sentence, I thank God, and then he has all this stuff. And in verse 5, he says, I recall your sincere faith. And just the way the Greek grammar works, that's the actual main sentence. I thank God as I recall your sincere faith. So his faith is the main part that he's thanking for. All of this is applicable in the giving thanks. But that's the the main guts of the sentence. Everything else kind of goes along with that. So he says, I thank God whom I serve with a clear conscience as my ancestors did. Well, here he's speaking of his spiritual heritage. The verb serve here, that would be the verb that was used in the Greek translation of the Old Testament to describe how the Old Testament priests served God as they did the services of the sacrifices to, to the Lord. And that's the idea of service that Paul's carrying forward here because he speaks about his ancestors. He's not talking about his parents and grandparents. He's talking about his Jewish ancestors, the Hebrews, the Israelites. He's serving God the same line as they did in the Old Testament. And he's doing that with a clear conscience. Now, he says clear conscience. We talk about having a clear conscience. We just kind of, I think I'm good. I think I'm all right. But when Paul talks about clear conscience, he's referring to something 
that's according to external standards. It's not just, I feel I'm right here. He says, I know I'm right because I have lined up with external standards. Those external standards are the Bible, the gospel. And so when he says, I've served with a clear conscience, he says, according to what God has said. He goes on and says, when I constantly remember you in my prayers day and night. So here we have this remembrance theme. And it, it's just a lot of additional words there to describe that. He is remembering him. He's constantly remembering him. And he's constantly praying for him. Day and night, he prays for Timothy. And it's just Paul's assurance to Timothy that he does care about him and he does pray for him. He goes on and says, remembering your tears. Now, this is not explained. What's that referring to? He doesn't say, and we just have to guess. I would guess he's just talking about the last time they were together. That would probably be referring to 1 Timothy 1.3 says, When I left you in Ephesus. That's likely the last time that they were together. And Timothy probably shed some tears when Paul left him there because he had a long, deep relationship with Paul. Now, it's not like he's never been separated from Paul before. He's been sending a lot of things, but maybe this was very clear. It was going to be a long-term assignment in Ephesus. And so now it's three or four years later, and we don't know if perhaps they haven't seen each other since. And so Paul's just speaking here of his relationship that he has. And he says, I long to see you that, so that I may be filled with joy. So this is just personal notes to Timothy of how much he cares about him. He's praying for them. Then verse 5 says, I recall your sincere faith. Sincere doesn't just mean heartfelt. It really has a nuance of authentic faith. And remember, he's doing a lot of contrasting throughout this of the false teachers or the opponents. And so Paul is serving the Lord with a clear conscience the way the Old Testament priests served the Lord faithfully. Timothy has a sincere faith, an authentic faith, unlike the false teachers that are still creating some trouble. He says, I recall your sincere faith that first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. Now I'm convinced is in you also. So Paul mentioned his spiritual heritage back in verse 3 about his ancestors. And here he's referring to Timothy's spiritual heritage. So he's talking about Timothy's grandmother Lois and his mother Eunice. and referring to their faith. What's he referring to here? Well, back in verse 3, Paul was referring to the faithfulness of his ancestors, the Jews, in Old Testament times. So they had faith in God. They had faith in Yahweh, the God of the Bible. And they had an expectant faith in the coming of the Messiah. So they were not Christians. They were Jews. Christianity wasn't around yet. But they were faithful in that they believed God. And Paul said, and I continue to believe God in that spirit, in that line. So I think this reference in verse 5 to Timothy's grandmother and mother, they are Jews also. Some people want to say they came to Christ first. It was because of their influence that Timothy came to Christ. 
Maybe, but I don't think that's what he means because of verse 3. So I think what he's basically saying is that Lois and Eunice were faithful Jews. They weren't just cultural Jews. They had a deep faith in God. They had an expectant faith in the coming of the Messiah. And this sincere, real faith they passed on to Timothy. So Timothy wasn't just a cultural Jew. He was a believing Jew who had a deep faith in the Lord. So when Paul came to Lystra and presented the gospel, he had Timothy there ready to hear the gospel because of his faith in the God of the Bible. So some would say, no, he's referring about coming to Christ here. But I, I think based on what he says in verse 3, he's just referring to they had deep faith in the Lord. Now, did they come to Christ also? I would assume so. If they were deeply faithful, have an expectant faith in the coming of the Messiah, just as Timothy came to Christ when he heard the gospel, I suspect that Eunice and Lois also did too. So in this, Paul is laying out his background, comparing it to Timothy's background, and there's kind of a twofold thing here. He talks in verse 3 about serving with a clear conscience. I think part of this is to Timothy as an encouragement for Timothy to follow his example. But I think he knows this letter will be read to the churches, and so it's directed to his opponents, Paul's opponents, that Paul's saying to those who would oppose him, I am following God with a clear conscience. And he's encouraging Timothy to do likewise. He ended with the faith of Timothy's mother and grandmother. He says, and I'm convinced and that that's in you also. It almost sounds like he says, and, and finally now I'm convinced. But I, I think he's just, it's just the words here are I am convinced, I have been convinced, I've always been convinced, I continue to be convinced, and the evidence is always there that that faith lives in you, your sincere faith. So what do we make of all this? Well, one, we just see the relationship that Paul has for Timothy, the, the high respect and regard that Paul has for Timothy. We also see an element of spiritual legacies and it's a challenge for all of us as to what kind of spiritual legacy are we leaving? Not just how will I be remembered, but I, am I leaving behind a spiritual example to influence others and for others to see? And it could be with my children, my grandchildren, but also, you know, Paul said my ancestors. He wasn't referring to physical ancestors there. He was just referring to the, the Israelite community as a whole. And so anyone we have influence over, do they see our faith? Do they see our sincere faith? And does it influence them? Because we're influencing people one way or another by how we live. And do we allow them to see our faith lived out loud? Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Second Timothy.